0: This is a squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines, and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster.
1: And I'm Claire Kimball.
0: It's Tuesday the 10th of January. In your squiz today, turmoil in Brazil, home prices' historic tumble, going spare over Prince Harry and a candle scandal. This is your squiz today. We talked about this a bit last year, but squizzes could be forgiven for needing a refresher. It's been two months since Brazilians elected President Lula as their national leader. But yesterday, the backlash from supporters of the former president, Jair Bolsonaro, was big and violent, Claire. Those supporters have been denying the election result, and it came to a head yesterday when thousands of people stormed Brazil's Congress, Supreme Court and presidential palace.
1: Yeah, it's all very reminiscent of America's capital riots in 2021. So Mm. you can be forgiven for making that comparison. Uh, Just to explain a little bit, Bolsonaro is from the right of Brazil's politics. He was dubbed the Trump of the tropics. And Lula was president before he was jailed for corruption some time ago. Uh, He's from the left of politics and he made quite a comeback to win that election. Uh, Yesterday, tensions though since that election, in October bubbled over uh, and it took authorities three hours to eject people from those buildings. Uh, They'd smashed their way in and they'd caused a lot of damage. Uh, Just keep in mind, Lula was sworn in as president on New Year's Day. Uh, He has said that the protests were without precedent and he's blamed Bolsonaro for fueling the riots via social media.
0: And several world leaders have also joined the United Nations in condemning the violence. That includes US presidents President Joe Biden who says it was an assault on democracy and as for how it all got to this point, the presidential election last year was pretty bitter, Claire, and there's been problems ever since.
1: Yeah, it was a very divisive election and it was a very tightly run election. Uh, in the end, Lula won by a very slim margin of 50.9% of the national vote. Now, Bolsonaro has never conceded defeat. He went to the US to avoid attending that inauguration ceremony last week. Now, Bolsonaro supporters have Continued to spread claims that Brazil's voting system is vulnerable to fraud. Uh, they're not accepting the results still. Uh, for Bolsonaro's part, he's defended his supporters. He says that most were taking part in peaceful demonstrations and he called the violent scenes an exception. Yeah, like you say, he's spoken out about it from Florida,
0: which is where he's currently staying. And as for Lula, he's vowed to take action, promising to find everyone who took part and punish them. Reports say at least 1,500 people have been arrested so far. Lula's also launched a federal security intervention, which is like a police crackdown, to help prevent any similar incidents. That's in place until January 31st. We spoke about the WA flooding yesterday and now PM Anthony Albanese has visited the damaged Kimberley region with the WA Premier Mark McGowan to speak with victims and
1: announce government financial support. So Albanese yesterday couldn't put an exact Dollar figure on that financial aid yet. Uh, he says the region requires though a massive infrastructure investment to rebuild uh, and it's still a bit too early to know exactly what that's going to take but they do know that there's extensive damage to the roads and to essential services and community infrastructure uh, that has all been damaged and those are the sorts of things that are really vital in that sort of remote region to keep the area going. Uh, as for the weather, extra tropical cyclone ellie which is that really brutal system that has caused that flooding has moved over the northern territory and it's been causing flooding there in recent days too
0: yeah and it's traveling east still it's now on its way to queensland and it's expected to dump massive amounts of rain along with causing severe thunderstorms across several parts of that state so if you're in any of those areas please take care It's been flagged for months, Claire, But the numbers are in and the Aussie property market has seen its biggest downturn on record. Home prices across the country have fallen 8.4%, but that comes after they peaked at an all-time high last May.
1: Yeah, so there are a few swings and roundabouts on those numbers, but what the experts say is that home values are still above what they were in March 2020, so that's something. But as for what's happened in the last bit of time, uh, analysts at CoreLogic, say that falling home values in the last nine months have been brought on by those rising interest rates, which isn't much of a surprise. Uh, Probably equally unsurprising to most is that home prices in Sydney saw the biggest falls. They're down 13%. Uh, Then it's followed by Brisbane, which is down 10%, and Melbourne, which is down 8.6%.
0: And it's probably not what homeowners want to hear, but those prices are expected to continue falling over the coming months as interest rates continue to rise. Royal family news is not something that people can easily avoid at the moment, Claire. Two TV interviews with Prince Harry to promote his memoir have aired, and in them, he's leveled new allegations
1: against his family. (laughs) Yeah, it is very hard to avoid at the moment. (laughs) Not that I'm trying to avoid it, I'm all here for a bit of goss. Uh, But yeah, there's been a few new claims. Uh, In the British interview, Harry said that his family's silence uh, after a now retracted newspaper column written by Jeremy. Clarkson, who's the guy from Top Gear and also from Clarkson's Farm. It was a really big program on Amazon Prime in the last bit of time. Uh, He had a real go at Meghan over that Netflix series. And what Harry said is that the royal family really should have pushed back against what he said in that article. Uh, He said that their silence is deafening. Uh, And along with criticising King Charles and also his brother Prince William. Uh, Harry also pointed a bit of a finger at his stepmother Camilla. Uh, He says that she was part of the rampant leaking to the media and said that uh, she had to rehabilitate her image. So basically she decided to get into bed with the devil.
0: Yeah, they're strong words. But he also wasn't sorry about what he calls speaking his truth. He reckons silence only allows the abuser to abuse. But silence is currently what he's getting from Buckingham Palace. The royals haven't commented on any of this drama, But Harry says he's still hopeful of mending fences with his dad and his brother. And there's more to come from Harry this week as he continues to talk about his book on TV. So if you're a royal watcher, (laughs) keep an eye out. I can't be the only one who received a scented candle or two at Christmas, Claire. <laughs> I doubt that very much. <laughs> so this news might be useful for several of us. Health experts have sniffed out a bit of a problem with scented products,
1: saying they can dramatically reduce indoor air quality. Oh, it's like everything is bad for us, isn't it? <laughs> I love a scented candle, so I'm really distressed about this. But according to the United States Environmental Protection Agency, uh, levels of indoor air air pollutants are typically three times higher than outdoors, and that's affected by things like cooking and heating and also cleaning products. And they've added scented products like candles to that list, uh, saying that the fragrances can generate potentially toxic pollutants uh, and that the manufacturers aren't actually required by law to disclose what chemicals they use in them. So another thing to worry about.
0: <sighs> yes, exactly. But like any candle lover knows, they're pretty pricey. So if you're not keen to bin them, experts recommend keeping keeping indoor spaces ventilated, using vacuum cleaners with filters and air purifiers, growing indoor plants, which is something I'm not great at, (laughs) or cleaning regularly.
1: Just get the vacuum cleaner out, Alice. You'll be fine. Squiz the day, Claire. What's something squizzers should keep an eye on today? Well, you'll remember that it was quite an end to the year for soccer fans with the storming of the pitch in that game between Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City. And today, football, Australia is expected to announce sanctions for the Melbourne Victory Club. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, a
0: tough day for their fans, no doubt. And that's it for us this morning. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Sheehan, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50. And that, that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is – like you cannot use that twice. No. And so when you're talking about a dress that's yeah. sort of an equivalent price – people equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, You don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.